In the late 2000s, Indy Garcia spent every Friday at Otisville Correctional Facility in New York. She was a student at Vassar College, where she was one of 15 students who were part of an internship program called Bridging the Gap. Every week, they'd spend the day with incarcerated men who were going to be released soon and wanted to know what the outside was like, how things had changed or stayed the same, and how they might begin to navigate their freedom. For Indy, going into the prison week after week was scary. She'd had friends and family members absent from her life because they were incarcerated, and choosing to go to a place that she'd always been told to avoid left a pit in her stomach. It was tough every week to go to prison and then be and have the COs like, like, you know, they really looked at me more. I I was different. I I was always criticized. They were like, oh, your shirt's too low or da da da. And I'm like, I'm wearing the same thing as everyone else. Okay. But after Indy was cleared by the correctional officers and went to the classroom where she met with the incarcerated men, she could finally relax. These men are just, like, were were brilliant. They they were so much more than the crimes that um, led them there. We talked about things like, what is Facebook? And, you know, like, um, internet and social media. And, like, because some of these men have been incarcerated for decades. And, like, you know, a lot has changed since the 80s when they were... Um, first locked up. And so we were talking things like that, but we also talked about like racism and sexism and like the black community or or misogyny and things like that, that were also important. So it's kind of like we learned from each other. She says the biggest thing she learned is that people are more than their mistakes. It's why she doesn't believe in prisons and why she thinks that it's so important to understand the root causes of why people commit certain crimes instead of demonizing or pathologizing symptoms of much deeper societal issues. It's so easy when you hear like, oh, someone murdered someone. Like that person's depraved or that person, you know, um, should be locked away forever. And I and I, I at all don't want to like minimize or trivialize like what it is to like be um, a survivor or um, be have a family member taken away from you from what seems like senseless violence, because that's also very traumatic and unfortunate, but I do think that there's power in understanding. And so that was why that program is really important to me, just because it made me realize that, yes, when they were 15, they made this really bad mistake. Um, But for the last like 20 plus years, they've been healing and trying to be better. And who they are today is very far from who they were when they committed their life crime. Indy participated in Bridging the Gap during her four years in college. And now, more than a decade later, she's about to graduate on May 13th with a Juris Doctor degree from UC Berkeley School of Law, where she's been part of the Post-Conviction Advocacy Project, helping incarcerated people with the parole process. This is Berkeley Voices. I'm Ann Bryce. Indy was born in the Dominican Republic and moved to the U.S. when she was two. She grew up in the Bronx in New York City, where she and her mom barely scraped by. I was the first, I mean, 
not even first generation, zero generation immigrant. And um, we struggled a lot with like housing insecurity, food insecurity. My mom's like, you know, bounced around with jobs. She was like learning English while trying to take care of me. And so, um, yeah, it was a lot. She was a single mother too. But I mean, I didn't know we were struggling, if that makes sense. She didn't know they were struggling because most people in her neighborhood and at school were struggling in similar ways. It was just the way things were. So when Indy started in 2007 as a student at Vassar College, a top liberal arts school where most students were white and well off, she realized how different her reality was from theirs. Like I think being at Vassar where people were like able to eat out all the time or like go on vacations or talk about what they did over the summer or like even simply like be able to afford books, like new books. Like that was just such a culture shock. But it was also a place where she began to unlearn some of the things that she'd assumed to be true when she was growing up. As a political science and Africana studies major, Indy learned about institutional racism and how poverty is systemic and not an individual problem, as it's often portrayed in our society. Before college, I had the perspective, particularly coming from my neighborhood, where like most people drop out of high school, get pregnant, like at least girls my age. I always felt like, because I was individualizing the struggle, I always felt like if I could do it. Like if I could go to college, if I can do my homework, if I can succeed, like why can't you? Um, and I kind of pathologized that behavior. Um, cause again, I was thinking about it individually. And then I took these courses and I realized that like, I'm the outlier here, you know, and just because I was able to, um, because of, you know, luck, you know, or people believing in me or me just working a little harder, like, you know, like a combination of all those things. Um, that's why I'm here. Indy went on to be an educator, working to expand and promote higher education access for youth. She taught creative writing courses to middle school students, and she worked as a kind of college counselor at a few charter schools, among other jobs. And after 10 years in the field, Indy decided to apply to law school, where she would continue her anti-prison and criminal justice work. As a student at Berkeley Law, Indy has been part of the Post-Conviction Advocacy Project, a pro bono program that trains law students to assist incarcerated people in California with the parole process. It's run by the nonprofit Uncommon Law. Since 2019, Indy and two other students have represented a man who is sentenced to life in prison at San Quentin State Prison. They represented him at his second parole board hearing, but he was denied. They filed a habeas corpus petition, but that was denied. So now they're gearing up for his next parole board hearing in September. So far, Indy has dedicated nearly 160 hours to her client and is graduating with pro bono honors. After graduation, Indy will begin work in fall 2022 at a civil law firm, where she hopes to do appellate work and general litigation. In 2024, she'll clerk for a year with California District Court Judge Jesus Bernal. 
She'd also like to work in appellate federal Indian law, inspired by courses she took on the subject with Professor Seth Davis. And it's a very gray area of the law and it's constantly changing. And it's also super important um, about like supporting and uh, making sure that the first peoples of this country um, have sovereignty and autonomy and support from a government that has ruined their lives, honestly. And eventually, Indy plans to go back to policy-focused work in abolition and criminal justice. Her dream would be to work at an organization like the Vera Institute of Justice, a nonprofit dedicated to ending mass incarceration. But the most important thing to her is that she continues to live and breathe what she calls the abolitionist philosophy, pushing back on the narrative that people's problems are always their own fault, and instead trying to understand and fix the societal structures that put them there. You can learn more about Berkeley Law's post-conviction advocacy project and about the law school's dedication to pro bono work at law.berkeley.edu. This is Berkeley Voices, a Berkeley News podcast from UC Berkeley's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. I'm Ann Bryce. You can follow Berkeley Voices on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you like what we do, please follow us and leave us a rating and a review. You can find all of our podcast episodes with transcripts and photos on Berkeley News at news.berkeley.edu slash podcasts.